0: 15. Can't even believe it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed episode 15 since it was one that's near and dear to our hearts, all about vulnerability. And there's more where that came from. Like we said, we do plan on doing a masterclass for it probably at the end of summer. It's going to be epic and probably lengthy and really super in detail because it's something that's really important to both of us in our own personal lives, but as well as you know teaching clients about that every day literally I just had a conversation earlier today about
1: vulnerability is such a gosh it's like an onion Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you're just going to peel back the layers of vulnerability there is just so much to it and I mean I feel like we could talk about it forever like we were saying before we developed the idea of a masterclass in the one podcast that we were talking about before we recorded it, we were like, it's going to be a Mm two-parter. No, it definitely wasn't. But I think that's better that it wasn't a two-parter. We didn't go too much into it because I think the masterclass is going to be phenomenal. So look for that.
0: Without a doubt. So today we are talking about something that I feel like can be a pretty touchy subject for people, right? Like it's a pretty big deal. And it's not even just for adults, right? Like I'm thinking about this in terms of my son too. So we are going to tackle the topic of trust today and what that means. I bring up my son because this week has just been a really hard parenting week and it is related to like, you know, kids and social skills and how kids develop relationships and stuff like that. My poor son, he is an only child. So it's not like he has other kids to play with on a regular basis or even, you know like cousins or anything like that so his idea of what friends are is pretty I would say skewed right like he plays with a kid once and they're his best friend and I'm like oh honey that's not how that works right and I know that's a part of every kid growing up and like that's something that you have to learn but teaching him how to trust another person has been hard because I don't know I think as an adult you don't obviously you don't think about having to teach somebody these life skills unless you are a parent, right? Mm -hmm. When you think about all the things that we've taught our child to do or watch them do as they've grown up, it's crazy to think that they didn't know how to do those things right before we, before we taught them. This even goes into trust too. If you think about your kid learning to walk, right? Like they have to trust that you're going to keep them safe, right? And that they're going to keep moving and that they're going to be okay. Um, but I think in terms of trust in this episode, just breaking down what it means to build trust with somebody, what it looks like to lose trust with somebody, what trust looks like in general, because I think you trust people, you trust different people in different ways, right? Whether it's a romantic relationship, a work relationship, a friendship, a family relationship. Um, trust looks very different no matter who it's with, but there's still like the underlying not normal. See the underlying concept, I guess, of what it actually means to have trust in someone. So, Mari, how? <laughs> what was that? I was like pausing. <laughs> I was. Oh. I was so excited. <laughs> like, yeah, we're just we're on our sound effects today. That's why.
1: Wait, I, yeah, I'm gonna make a lot, a lot <laughs> of noises.
0: <laughs> I don't even know why is it easy or difficult for you to fully trust another person?
1: It's so easy.
0: Shut your mouth. (laughs) So here's the thing. Here's the thing. What
1: Mari are you asking? Are you asking present day Mari or are you asking Mari of past? (laughs) Or what is it? What is that? Um, from Scrooge like Christmas of old past or whatever.
0: Yeah. Ghost of Christmas past, right?
1: Yeah. Are you asking (laughs) Mari of Christmas past? (laughs) It's not even funny. Shut up. Are you asking present day Mari? Okay. Old Mari. And the question is, is it easy to trust people? Mm -hmm. No, no. I, old Mari definitely felt like It had to be earned. You had to prove something to me that there was, like, some sort of, I don't know, ropes course in my mind. (laughs) That it was like, if you complete these tasks, then I will trust you. Like, what? Like American Gladiators. Remember that show? Literally. Literally. uh, Ninja Warrior. What is it? American (laughs) Ninja Warrior? Yes. Better of good grip strength. (laughs) But... Now, as I look at it, after doing a lot, a lot of mental work, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of trying to develop insight, I know that trust is an emotion. And so it's, it's my feelings about a situation. And I know that I'm in control of my feelings about a situation. And then if I can control well, I can control my feelings about the situation because I can control my thoughts. So if I can change my thoughts about the situation or how I feel or um, how I view the situation, my perception, then I can change my feelings about it. Meaning that if I feel as if I was in a situation where I was wronged, then I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to review what happened and then I'm going to change my thoughts about that person and what I guess I expected from them or how I thought they were going to be or how I thought they were going to perform in the relationship, whatever that looked like, whether it was a friendship relationship, a family relationship, an intimate relationship, doesn't matter what it was, that I, I can now go back and reflect and then change what I expected out of them, because I'm not, what I'm not going to do is the definition of insanity and just Mm -hmm. keep expecting the same thing from the same person, knowing damn well that they can't give it to me Mm -hmm. and then get mad at them and project my anger onto them of like,
0: why can't you do this? Why are you still there? (laughs) Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Do you feel like your inability or ability to trust was influenced by how you were raised?
1: Man, <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen stuff just back up and like cough into a towel, like um, just Suzanne here with her sags. <laughs> um, God, that's a that is a deep question.
0: I only ask that because you talking about that brought me to my feelings about that. I don't,
1: I don't feel like my mom or dad. Did much about trust. Mm-hmm. Like, and did did much about trust. Like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? I, I'm but following I you, so. I, I feel like, well, because you know me. You know what I'm trying to say. You're in my brain. But other people are going to be like, did much about? What is that? Like, you said four verbs and a noun. What does that mean? Like, so I don't feel like my parents taught me about trust. But not like not like they just threw me to the wolves. But like. Sure. Like, it was the basic kid stuff. Like, don't go with strangers. It's about it. (laughs) Like... If I'm really reflecting, and but disclaimer, I don't remember much of my childhood. And my sister sure. can attest to that. She's like, don't you remember that? And I'm like, not a chance in hell. Don't remember it at all. Not not even one bit. And she's like, Mario, we have pictures of it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I I got nothing for you. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. I, like, I feel like my earliest memories start at like 13, 14.
0: Oh my God. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Like I, ugh. anyways. So, but what about you?
0: Do you feel like? childhood influenced it i do in the sense of excuse me so both of my parents have pretty traumatic upbringings um which maybe we'll talk about at a later date it's not my story to tell but kind of because they're my parents but anyways Mm -hmm. um my dad was always on the end of the spectrum of you don't fucking trust anybody (laughs) like don't trust anybody right my mom (laughs) everybody's great. Like just trust everybody. Not in the sense of like strangers. Right. But she always wants to give people the benefit of the doubt. She wants right. to know they are all good. And like, they don't have any ill will and stuff like that. And I love her for that. Right. So it was like both ends of like extremes. Right. And when I was a kid, I would lie to not get in trouble. And it wasn't even about anything like super significant. I just didn't want to get in trouble. And obviously I got in more trouble when I lied. So trust was mm-hmm. talked about all the time. All the time and how they lacked trust for me. But mm-hmm. in modeling who to trust, it was very confusing for me because I'm like, well, who do I listen to? Right. Like, is my mom right or is my dad right? I don't really know. Who do I trust? Mm-hmm. Who don't I trust? And I had so many issues with peers growing up, um, mainly girls, that it was a very confusing, you know, you have to, like, live and learn. Right. So you you tell people information about you and then they use it against you. It's like a hallmark thing that happens to everybody, unfortunately, and it fucking sucks. And then that can either mold you into, I'm just going to put this wall up and not allow anybody in, and I'm not going to trust anybody with any information, and I'm just going to like deal with shit on my own. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Or you continue to do those things and hope that the next person doesn't hurt you or doesn't do things like that. Does that make sense?
1: It does. Absolutely. And when you said you lied a lot as a kid, yeah, that unlocked a memory. I used to lie. Through my teeth. About everything. I don't even know why. Like, literally. Like, it makes no sense. It's not like my parents were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, my parents were really chill. Well, my my dad wasn't. But my mom, well, my mom wasn't chill either now that I think about it. Not that they were. I have, disclaimer, I have great parents, okay? I have great parents. The way that I'm describing them in this does not make them sound great. Of like, they didn't tell me about trust. They yelled at me. (laughs) No. I have... Two amazing parents. And I, that's how I frame it to everybody when I'm talking about them. I i don't even know. I, feel, I just feel like I wanted approval. Mm-hmm. So I would lie about what I thought would get me approval. But, like, it clearly never did because lying gets you nowhere. Whatever you yep. lie about is definitely going to come out. But I think that – how weird is this? Okay, connection time. I feel like this is – This is all related to, like, words of affirmation, like approval. Sure. And how I wanted that. That's crazy. (laughs) I also feel like, for me,
0: when I'm thinking about trust, and when you were talking earlier about how it's this expectation that I have internally for how somebody is going to behave. Right. So I can Mm -hmm. predict if I can trust them. Well, for me, that all comes back to wanting to be in control of a situation, right? Like I want to be able to know that I can trust you and I need to know everything that's going on. And like, here's the thing, bro. And this is what I tell clients all the time. I have a young client right now who is very paranoid about her partner cheating. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, here's the thing. This is going to sound harsh, but this is like a dose of reality that people need to hear. If a person's going to cheat, they're going to fucking cheat, right? Like no amount of worrying about it is going to change it. No amount of accusing them is going to change it. Like she gets these paranoid thoughts and she ruminates on them and then she convinces herself that all these feelings are real. And so we have to walk through and challenge them and, and find the facts of how do you know that he's not? And at the end of the day, you know, she's able to challenge, but I think she also struggles with, yeah, but it could still be happening. You're right. It could be. But until he says it for sure, you don't actually know.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and here's the thing: you can't control what somebody else does. Yep. So even if he does, even if even if he figure it out, you can't control what somebody else does. You are only in control of yourself and how you react in that situation. Mm-hmm. Coming from somebody who has lived this, I have. I've absolutely been that girlfriend, that wife, that significant other who is like, "I'm going to look through their phone." Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna control this. I'm gonna blow their phone up when they're when they're out. I'm gonna do this because if I do these things, then there is a smaller likelihood of this person cheating on me.
0: Or I'll be more prepared when I find out that they are Right. Right, what the fuck? <laughs> like what's the f- what 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 in the actual fuck? <laughs> do you think what is what do you
1: think is going like and then I'm gonna keep him from cheating on what are you doing? Bro <laughs> Like <laughs> That is so much energy that you are yes. spending on that situation of being like, I'm gonna be in this email, I'm gonna be in, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send, I'm gonna make this fake account, blah, have I've never made a fake account, I'm just saying that. <laughs> um, but definitely people have. Wait, and hey, here's the thing no shade to you if you've sure. done it, because again, I've been the person who's been like, I'm gonna go through his phone in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Baby girl, go to bed.
0: (laughs) Go to bed. Sleep that shit off, boo. Go to bed.
1: Go to bed and wake up and love yourself. What are you doing? What are you doing, Mari B? And so that's why I say, old Mari or new Mari, old Mari or present day Mari. Because old Mari was like, I'm going to be able to save myself the hurt, and I'm going to be able to control what this person does, and I'm going to be able to control if I get hurt or not. Mm -hmm. No, sweetheart. No, you leave. Mm -hmm. You leave. You leave. And the only apology you wait for is the apology to yourself for staying in a situation that does not serve you anymore. Period. Mm -hmm.
0: Period. And having the internal ability to understand that that person's behavior was not a reflection of you, it was a
1: reflection of them. Absolutely I'm not in control of what somebody else does. Okay. I do not dictate somebody else's mood, life, whatever okay. whatever it is. I don't I don't do any of that. It goes back to two when you were saying well I, in feeling like you could control it that that all goes back to vulnerability right mm-hmm. of like if I can, pre-plan out how this might play out, I can save myself the expense of having to be vulnerable, having to go through these emotions, having to feel these things. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. You're still going to have to go through that at that time when it, when the time comes to face the music, to, to, to have it all revealed to you. You're still going to feel those things. You have to. You have to allow yourself to feel those things. I think the important thing to remember is that we place this, we place trust on this, like, trust and motivation, but motivation will be it for another time, but trust and motivation, right? i like, Oh, I just lost all motivation. I just lost all trust in this person. That's an emotion. Mm-hmm. That trust is an emotion. And if you change your thoughts about what trust was or what you were trusting this person for, you can change your feelings about it. Mm-hmm. So case in point, I was in a marriage. I was cheated on things happened. I desperately grasped for anything to try to save what was a toxic relationship. It just was. We were not great. Two people to make the toxic relationship. I am not blaming this all on my ex. I absolutely was not. I was not a great communicator. I was not stepping into vulnerability. There was many things that I had to learn about myself, too. So please understand that this is not me bashing that person. We have both come a very long way. We were friends first, and now I feel like we're getting to that point where we can be friends. We're not going to fucking hang out and have a barbecue together, but we're getting to the point where we can communicate and joke around and Mm -hmm. have a, a, a decent time. I had to take a step back and understand that no matter how hard I tried, how hard I tried to like dig my claws in and control the situation, that it was, I needed to just take a step back and reflect on what I was doing and what I was in control of. And the only thing that I was in control of in that moment was myself and how I was reacting to that situation. So I had to take a step back and understand that I'm not going to continue to put myself in the situation where I continuously get hurt. Mm-hmm. My expectations of this person and this person's actions are not meeting each other. So I need to take a step back and reevaluate what is going to be best for me in my life and what was best for me in my life was leaving. And i I, I would even I would even argue to say that at the time he didn't think so, but I think now he can see that, yeah, that was that was best for us. Mm-hmm. that we just it wasn't it wasn't good from the start. It wasn't. And if
0: you think about two, there are big things that happen in our lives that affect trust that we have for people, right? Like Mm -hmm. infidelity is a big one. Yeah. Even if you think about things that are quote unquote small, I don't view them as small, but somebody might where you share something that's hard for you to talk about and it's not received well, or you're not empathized with or you're not validated. Then it's like, well, fuck, I don't feel like I can talk about that with him ever again, him or her Mm -hmm. or whoever the person is, right? You Mm -hmm. have to build that stuff up. I remember even, when our friendship first started, not really knowing, like, how much do I tell her? I don't really know. And, like, you gauge that by, like, asking questions. And you gauge, like, I want to know their thoughts on this and see if I can talk more about it. Like, that's what I do in order to figure out how to build trust with somebody, right? I don't just, like, fucking word vomit all over them the first time I talk to them. God, no. <laughs> like, but I also
1: much. But I also think that when you first meet that person, you have to allow time for those... Barriers to come down, right? For sure. Because what what we're what we're dancing around right now is we don't need it. We're not doesn't need to come out in the podcast. But there was definitely things that Steph tried to feel out about talking to me about, and I was like, oh my god, I would, <laughs> never, I would never, I would never. it's blasphemous. <laughs> and then like and that could be anything, anything. <laughs> anything. And then, that then like three weeks anything.
0: later, I was like, actually, <laughs> dude, so, it did not take us long to no, develop a bond. That is for no, sure. Because I just. No. I felt safe and I felt supported and Mari has literally always been so good at being validating. I have not always been good at being validating. That's something that I've had to work on and I still struggle sometimes, but it's a work in progress. Um, I think, no,
1: time out. I'm not even going to allow you to escape that. I think that you are great at validating. I think the situation that you were in when we first met Stifles that. I think when you are in the wrong relationship or not, and not even a relationship, I guess you, you, you and I were both in relationships, but I'm speaking that you don't. It doesn't have to be a relationship. It could be just a situation that is not serving you and not allowing you to be your best you. Mm-hmm. That you are not going to present with all of your best qualities. Like I said, who I was in my marriage is an entirely different person than who I am now. I was a miserable. Bitch. Mm-hmm. And I have like 14 people who can vouch for that. And 14 is the short list. <laughs> like, there's so many people who could be like, yeah, yikes, you were not happy. And I was like, I know, right? And I projected that onto everybody. For what? Mm-hmm. Like, that was awful. I should send some apologies out, but regardless. So, as it comes to trust, it's that feeling, it's a feeling. And so if we are placing this feeling on a pedestal of like, this is, they have to earn this, they have to do this, nobody can garner an emotion for you besides you. Mm -hmm. So if you are sitting here saying, well, you got to earn back my trust, that's never going to happen because you're the person who creates it. Who determines that. Yep. Yes. Yes. Does that make
0: sense? Yes, because then how do they live up to that if they don't actually know what it takes to, quote-unquote, earn it back? Like, you can be clear and concise and communicate, this is what I expect, quote-unquote, to see from you. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's going to happen, but that also doesn't mean they're not working really, really hard to prove, quote-unquote, themselves to you. And here's the thing. Just like anything else, trust is a fucking risk, right? Mm -hmm. Getting into any sort of relationship where there is a trust between the two of you is a risk. You have to be willing to take that risk in order to see it like through fruition or whatever, like to see it through. You have to be willing, not willful and like against it, right? Like you have to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to take this leap and I'm going to see what happens. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to learn something from it. Yes. Like Brene Brown says,
1: I do not care about the opinions of the people who are sitting on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. It only matters for the people who are in the arena with me. So Mm -hmm. I do not care about the people who are not willing to take those risks with me. I don't care what your opinion is. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. That's your opinion. And I have no control over your perception of what I'm doing, what I've got going on, of who I'm talking to, what I'm... Like, none of it. So unless you are in the arena with me, sit down.
0: Now
1: be humble. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love Kendrick Lamar. Anyway, sorry.
0: Um, I know your train of thought gone. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> Left the motherfucking station. It's gonna come back. <laughs> oh no! I was gonna. say, Okay, so we all have heard this quote: "Trust the process," right? Oh, So it's yeah. not even about trusting people; trusting the process mm-hmm. of what's what is going to work out for you, what you want to work out for you. Is that hard? Yes. That's not even a fucking question is starting your own business and trusting the process hard without a fucking doubt. But here's the thing. I have to trust myself that I'm going to do everything in my power to get shit done and make that shit happen. If Mm -hmm. I don't trust myself, shit's not going to happen because I'm the only one that can do it, right? Like, yes, there is help from other people, but I am the one who is running this business and who has to get things off the ground and, and do all the things. So what I was going to ask you earlier is when a client says to you, how do I learn how to trust myself? What do you say?
1: Oh man, my <laughs> therapist license is on the line. <laughs> oh. Well, well, Stephanie, I would like to say that it starts small. It starts small with being able to, when you say you're going to do something, you do it. Mm-hmm. When you know that you're over-exaggerating or dramatizing something, you call yourself out. When you are attempting to take the higher road, you verbalize and take the higher road. Like you show up and you do the things that you said you were going to do. And I feel that when you are doing those things, that you learn to trust yourself because you are listening to your wise mind. DVD. So when you are listening to that wise mind, you're balancing between that acceptance and change. And you are learning to accept the fact that you have to be in that risk. You have to live in that uncertainty to build the trust and move towards that change of who you want to be. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. So to me, it's in the small everyday gestures. To me, there aren't big, grand gestures that happen. It's those quiet moments where you have insight into your intuition, into you know your behaviors, into your thought process, where you're able to challenge it, where you're able to notice it and call attention to it, where you're able to process through something. Like it, it is in those small moments where that trust gets built over time, and like with anything it takes time. Mm -hmm. It is not an overnight thing. It's just not.
0: I also think a big part of it is validating yourself, right? Like that internal validation that you're, you're making a good decision or you're doing what you need to do. I had a client earlier talk about how she's like, you know, those kids that aren't really acknowledged at school, like cause they don't matter or like their presence doesn't matter. She's like, that's how I treat myself. Like, it's like, I'm not even there. And she was like, but I want so badly to be validated from other people. And I said, it's cause you don't validate yourself. And she was like, you just blew my mind. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm like, well, sure. People who seek it from other people don't provide it to themselves. And so they thrive off getting it from other people when really they need to cultivate that themselves. Is that easy? No, it takes practice just like anything else. But the more that you can do that for yourself and ask yourself like, what is actually showing up for me right now? I hear you. I see you like, let's talk through this. And it might sound silly to some people to say like, to have a conversation inside with yourself, but you're acknowledging that part of you that needs to be seen and heard that maybe somebody else didn't acknowledge. Let me walk through this
1: quick because it came up when you were talking and I'm going to see if I can set this up as a really, really good example. So you're in a relationship with somebody and they cheat on you and you decide to stay. That's the choice that you make. That's a choice that they make because obviously they have to, it's two people to stay in a relationship. So then you are constantly looking for that person to come home and air quotes, make the right choice and be with you to constantly, you know, you know, claim you on social media because that's, that's what the quote air quotes, right thing to do is you are looking for that person to constantly show up for you to tell you you're pretty, to tell you these things, to do all of these things. And it is just this influx in this external validation this external like feeding because you can't do it for yourself anymore because this person has created this distrust uh, distrust and those are all in air quotes because again th- they they didn't create it their actions didn't line up with how you thought they were going to behave which Rightfully so, right? Like, yeah, you expect your partner not to cheat on you. Okay, so they cheated on you. So then, case in point, leave. Period. That's it. But in this example, again, follow me. So this person cheats on you, and you are projecting all of this external validation, needing all of this external validation from them. Of like, claim me on, you know, social media. You have to stay home. You know, you've got, you've got to send me your location. You've got to let me look in your phone. You've got to let me check your emails. Blah 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 blah. And you're putting all your eggs in those baskets. And then it gets to this codependency of they can't leave. Because if they leave, then I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. Because I have for so long now not validated myself and have learned, taught myself that I'm not enough, that I was the cause, that I was this blah, blah, blah. All of these negative thoughts that spiral, right? Like snowballs down a hill. That if they leave, I have no sense of self. I have no identity. I have no nothing. Then what? then what does that look like? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's how people catastrophize, right? That's how they get to that point of like, I can't even fucking do this. I don't want to be alive. I don't want to do this. Because everything I had, everything that was me, I gave to them, I put into them. That is the importance of internal validation. That is the importance of validating yourself so you do not back yourself into situations like that. And that is just one example, it can look like you do this with a job. It can look like you do this with a hobby of yours. It can look like you do this with a friendship. It does not have to be a significant other. It can be with anything. But when you search for that external validation instead of validating yourself, then it turns into this situation of who the fuck am I? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Well, and what am I worth? What do I have to offer people? Because the perception that you didn't offer enough or you weren't good enough or you weren't pretty enough, all of those things can cultivate when there's infidelity or some kind of betrayal of some sort. And then that becomes your identity because this is going to sound harsh, but like you've allowed that to become your identity because you didn't challenge anything, right? Or because you didn't ask for feedback from somebody or because you didn't do the work. And I'm not, this is not victim blaming. This is not blaming people for having these perceptions. Like we all go through this where we have these real negative thought spirals, but here's the beautiful thing. Your brain is a really fucking powerful muscle that needs to be worked and flexed all the time. But if you work it and flex it in the wrong direction, That's where it's going to stay until you make the decision to be like, I'm not doing that anymore. I want better for me. Mm -hmm. I deserve better than this. I am better than this.
1: It's not victim blaming at all. The reason we are having this podcast is because we've been there. Mm -hmm. I absolutely have been that person who's been like, I wasn't enough. I didn't show up. I could have been better. I could have done this. I could have done that. I absolutely blame myself. I never got to the point of suicidality. Mm -hmm. Never. Not saying that people can't go there, but I, I have friends and family who listen to this, and I don't want them to think that there was a moment where they had needed to be worried about me, but I absolutely did not have a sense of self Mm -hmm. of like, well, who the fuck am I? How am I ever going to be able to do any of these things? Because I can't even, I can't even keep a husband. I can't even Mm -hmm. blah, 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 all the negative thoughts. Right. So this isn't victim blaming. This is, this is a fucking dose of espresso for you to wake the fuck up, Mm -hmm. wake up. You are in control of you. That is the only thing you are in control of. And that is a fucking powerful thing. Like you said, your brain is, Powerful. You are in control of it. What you feed it fucking matters. So if you are feeding it, I'm not enough. And I need I need this attention from other people. I need these other people to say these things to me. I need this. I need that. Then yeah, you're gonna be left fucking starving, like we said last episode, emotionally starving. Mm -hmm. For what? Bro, you have it in you. All Mm -hmm. of it. You are you have everything you need. Everything. You just have to tap into it and believe. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. People are like, oh I don't know how to do that. How do you do that? You just fucking start. Yep. You just start. You just start. Start small. Start. Even if you even if you're like, this is bullshit. I don't even fucking necessarily believe this. Start. Cause it's never gonna come if you keep waiting. You're, it's never going to build if you're like well I'm, I'll do it on Monday or I'll do it when I feel better about me. when I lose five pounds then I'll feel better about myself Start 1st got this yeah yeah <laughs> I'm going to set these you know these intentions and come this next year is my year and then something bad happens and it throws you off track and then it's mm-hmm. fucking five years later and it's like how did I get here yeah start today start now and if you fuck up or if you miss something you start again yep you can start over every hour. Like there's no limit. It's not like you missed your quota for the day. So we'll see you tomorrow. Like what?
0: Start. I know this episode probably seemed maybe overwhelming. Maybe like, wow, I wasn't ready to hear that. And that's okay. That's the beautiful thing about podcasts is it's not fucking going anywhere. You can come back to it when you're ready. Or maybe Mm -hmm. this is one that you listen to multiple times because you're like, I really want to learn to trust myself and trust other people. This isn't like, you know, the end all be all of trust, right? Right. Like there's more information to be had. But hopefully this resonates with you guys and you have an understanding of kind of where we're coming from just as people in general, Mm -hmm. right? But also as therapists and our own experiences and stuff like that, because that's all we want to do is to share this stuff with you guys. So you guys can also feel seen and heard because it feels nice when you feel understood. That's a baby in the background Mari had that nobody knows about. (laughs)
1: I literally was like, yeah, at the fucking end. At the end where it's fucking quiet. He's like, Meow. Like, if you don't knock it the fuck he off. He probably wants to go outside. He's the worst. He he's already like was outside. You know what? I'm not even going to prevent the fox from eating him. I'm just kidding. I would never. Nobody called Pete on me. But like, Jesus. He's so needy. He's so needy. Anyways, he trusts me to keep him alive. <laughs> he does. Kidding. He does. Uh, and to end this. To end this, I have to say a shout out to Maddie Serendunk who was a little upset that I did not shout her out when we talked about our Pebat episode. <laughs> when I talked about everybody going to the friends experience and I said Elise and her sisters and her mom blah blah blah, blah. I did not. I forgot to mention Maddie. That's and you're now the fucking as worst. in like I the god damn I'm just kidding. the GD um and now that I'm thinking about it I wonder if Elin was there I don't know if Elin was there but if she was there it's not appropriate for her to listen to this anyways because I'm just tossing F-bombs left and right um but if she was shout out to Elon too but um yeah Maddie was like oh mom she didn't shout me out so I was like bet next time I'm gonna be like Maddie yeah.
0: where, you at, <laughs> yeah. where you
1: at baby where you at baby baby girl <laughs> I love you. i was kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I hope, I hope this resonates with some of you and hey, it's not going to be for everybody. Some people aren't going to be ready to hear it and that is absolutely okay. That's okay. We have a seat at the table when
0: you're ready. Yes, you can sit with us. You can sit with us. We should
1: make that as the next sticker. Oh my God. (gasps) You can sit with us. (laughs) Okay, we're done. Okay, we're done. All right, we love you guys. Bye.